Hello and welcome to the Jim Baker Family Show. Coming to you from the village of Morningside, USA, snuggled in the beautiful Ozark Mountains. Today is day two with our dear friend, Michael Snyder. Our co-hosts today are Mondo De La Vega. And I'm Ricky Baker. And now, live from Gray Street at Morningside, USA, here are your hosts and my parents, Pastors Jim and Lori Baker. Thank you, Ricky Baker, yes. and welcome everyone Hi to there. our special show today. Yes. We have Michael Snyder, who is really a prophet for the hour, Lori. He really is. Michael always, he has an, an incredible ability to help us understand what's going on in the world today. And he, you bring, Michael brings clarity. He, he helps you very clearly. <laughs> he lays it out. To, for us to understand what's really happening. Amen. That's right. I am so thankful for God allowing us to be on television and to bring to you the greatest teachers and preachers of the world. So true. And God has given us favor with the great, great speakers. And he has given me a family. Lori and I got married, and she secretly had this family hidden away that she had been ministering to in the inner city, right? That's right, for for almost 10 years. And, um, and you, you had a bus route. Yes. And you go there, and you were winning them to Christ. Mm -hmm. And so this whole family, and at Christmas, you bring them Christmas at Thanksgiving, you brought them Thanksgiving. Birthdays, birthdays, Easter, Easter baskets. I mean, I don't know. And it then, was just the Lord, really, but it was I, just. I asked you to marry me, and you didn't tell me <laughs> that you. Well, that's because we met and married in seven weeks. You had, know, first of all, there's a lot to tell. Had a family oh. off to the side you had been <laughs> nurturing. <laughs> but, oh. So on the way to see your father, I believe it was. It was. You took me to their, their house in the inner city. That's right. And there was like 25 of them, That's right. 25 children in one house. Mm -hmm. In one bedroom. Ricky, you were there and probably don't remember it. Yes, you were I was a, young. You, you were a baby. <laughs> yeah. And I got to this house, and I felt like a movie star because they all, they just, were, didn't they? Mm -hmm. They all gathered around me. Right, within and the project. They brought it paper and wanted me to sign it. So I wrote a prophetic word to every one of them. Mm. I hope they kept it. They probably did. No. But I wrote a word they, for them. Yeah. Because God gave me a word That's for right. those children. Yes, he did. And little did I know that one day they would be mm. our children. That's right. And it's really quite a story. Little Ricky was the last Rick to come and Jenny. to the family. That's right. And Jenny, Jenny, your sister... Yeah, she's, she's on fire for the Lord. She lives in Florida right now. She's yes. serving the Lord, and I, I absolutely yes. love it. So that's where she is. Yes. And you took care of her when she was a baby. You were four years old and taking care of and a she baby. she was one and a half. Yes, sir. Yes. yes. You know what the beauty of this whole thing is? is uh, Obviously, you're, you're my mom and dad, but I get the honor of speaking to my birth mother. Uh, she calls me on my birthdays. We still have the open communication because they've, uh, you know, you guys have been good to me in keeping that um, oh, uh, communication absolutely. open. But you know what? She is serving the Lord. She loves the Lord. She talks about Jesus. But that is because the seeds that you planted in her life before I was even born. Right. And so that's beautiful. So thank you guys for doing that because now both my mothers love the Lord. They both serve the Lord. And I, I love that. <laughs> yeah, Nothing Christina more than... was just, you know, she was just your, your birth mom was just eight years old when I came into but, her life. And Christina would beg me. She, want, she would just beg me to be her mom mm. and just hang on to me and beg me and, you know... I mean, I, 
there was nothing I could do to take her out of the inner city at that time and get, you know. But what a legacy. What a legacy. That. There's generations of Christians that will come out of you. That will come so out of you So for the guys. last 25 years, Lori and I, we got married 25 years ago. Lori and I have been raising a family of children. Now, many of them are here mm. and it is so supernatural. It really is. And right. these two young men. You've been raising Mondo for at least 40 years. <laughs> so, 25 years. And uh, Ricky, you've been with me almost, haven't you been with me? 21 years. 20 years. 21 yep. years. 21 years. Mondo's been with us 25 years. That's right. And we've been, th these men are, are going to take the world for, they're both amazing preachers. They really and are. And they're here uh -huh. working. You know, I, I'm so excited because Ricky finally got out of the army. Yes. And he learned all that stuff they teach you in the army. But he's here. He's preaching. He's 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 helping me on the show now. But he's he's doing stuff around the morning side. You know, we need someone because you know I have a vision, and I, I just give him take a minute today. More the the prayer Ma mountain chapel. I love that place, yes. and it's looking beautiful and we want to have that chapel open every day yes and all around that is a mountain it's called Carter mountain and i want to build up to a thousand cottages on that mountain mm. people who love prayer and want to be next to the chapel and have a place on prayer mountain and i believe that that's going to happen. That's I believe right. there, there are so many things happening right now. We're in a month of miracles. We're in a year of miracles. God's doing something so supernatural. And within 30 days, we plan to have all of our back orders shipped. That's right. That's a miracle. Yes. That was thousands of orders. And that was really hurting us. And we want to thank all those who stayed with us and bared with us. And That's right. All of our wonderful <laughs> partners who, who said, you know what? Even though it's taking a little bit longer than I expected, I'm going to stand with you in faith. I know I'm going to get it. And I'm going to be there and support the PTL network. And so thank you for sticking with us through everything. And you are both deeply involved with what I call the new PTL. Yes. Something exciting. And there's a new revolutionary PTL coming. You, can you say anything about it? What, 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 what? Yes, the it's, new network that we are, are partnering with, that we are coming together with, this is going to be something that you will not want to miss. All these uh, external uh, internet subscriptions that you have, you know, sometimes you have three or four of these, um, and we all know exactly what they are, but this is going to give us the ability to really cancel the majority of those and have uh, over, what is it, over 30,000 programs, Mondo. This is the NFL ticket. This is the NHL ticket. This is local news from Boston, local news from Phoenix, from no matter where you are. Isn't that right, Mondo? That is correct. And the amazing part about this is that the PTL network is going to have its own channel. 24 hours so a day. So all right. those people in Florida that can't watch us anymore, if you get, you know, if you used to getting us up north and you can't watch the Jim Baker show and the PTL network, well, get ready because now it's going to be available through streaming, on demand, to be able to have. or Listen, one of the things is this. It's the new wave of television. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes we talk, well, let's be honest. We always talk about edgy stuff that gets us in trouble, meaning networks want to cancel us, the networks want to take us away. Well, with this new way of doing PTL Network, 
they're not going to cancel us. They're not going to throw right. us out. We're going to be able to say whatever you want. Mom can unleash her oh, no. point of view <laughs> to oh, the no. world. Don't get but it's started. one of the best ways to be able to protect the delivery of this message. But it's time for you to do something. This is the key. We always talk about how do we get involved? How do we get? First this thing is. is this. You have to cancel all the subscriptions that are against your values. That's right. Why? That you're overpaying, first of all. Number two, they are trying to cancel everything that has to do with the Bible or messages like we bring, like we're going to do today. With this new way of doing television, not only you get your favorite channels that you're used to watching, but you get the best channel, which is the Voice of the Prophets Network. The PTL Network is going to have its own channel. You're going to be able to watch it 24 hours a day on demand Anywhere wherever you go. And what we're going through is being able to redo the budgets and every week some a miracle happens you're doing what david wilkerson wrote in 1973 he gave a warning to every church every ministry he said there's coming a day that every ministry is going to have to get out of debt if they're going to survive what's coming this is in 1973 wow. fast forward to 2023 do the math we are here. Ministries that don't get out of debt will not survive the economic collapse that is in the changes that are already starting to take place. And Michael Snyder is going to talk about some of those changes because most Christians think, oh, it's not going to happen to me. No, it is going to happen to all of us. And if David Wilkerson was a watchman on the wall and a prophetic voice warning us that every church, that means your family, your business, your ministry, Better be out of debt if you're going to survive the storm of finances that is coming, that is changing the way we do business, is changing the way of exchanging money. And I want to tell you something. God is bringing prophets in the forefront to do one more thing. That is to warn the people. I got to give you one word, then I'll be quiet because David Wilkerson said this. The Bible clearly predicts that men will scoff at the prophecies and predictions being made in the visions and the prophetic voices. Do not, listen, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 20 and 22, read about it. It tells you what happens when you scoff the prophecies of the word of God and the prophetic voice that is coming from this network, the voice of the prophets network. Pay attention to it every single day because interpretation of the times and the seasons is going to be one of the keys to discern the hour that we're Amen. in right now. And I urge you to search the Word of God yes. yourselves. Read it. And we have Michael Snyders, our special guest today. And he is truly a prophet for this hour. He studies the Word. He researches the Word. Yes. And uh, Ricky, you have the first question today, yes. I believe. What do you want to ask? I've been itching to ask him this question, and <laughs> it's about the banking situation. In a recent article you write, interest rates are now much higher, and the money supply has been contracting at the fastest pace since the Great Depression. Can you give us an update on the direction of the U.S. economy? Yeah, Ricky, that, that's so important for people to understand, because what we're really experiencing is whiplash right now. Because what we saw during the, the pandemic, the Federal Reserve went crazy injecting trillions of dollars into the financial system. And of course, our politicians were borrowing and spending like there was no tomorrow. And what they did, they flooded the system with money. And that basically gave the economy kind of a sugar high. Mm 
And so home house prices went nuts and you know people were out there spending all this money and created a lot of inflation. And so then the, the, uh, pe the people that run the Federal Reserve said, hold on a second, we've got all this inflation now. Inflation's totally out of control. You know, just this week I went into the grocery store and a box of Cheez-Its is over $6 a box, just for a little box of Cheez-Its. I don't even like Cheez-Its, but my kids eat them sometime. But I was like, I'm not paying six, six, more than $6 for a box of Cheez-Its, that's crazy. Uh, but everything's just gone crazy in price. So the Federal Reserve said, we gotta get inflation under control. So what they've done is they've kind of reversed quantitative easing. They slammed on the brakes and they've started uh, all the, the bonds they were uh, you know, buying, now they're selling them back, reducing the money supply. And so now we're seeing the money supply be reduced and contract at the fastest pace since the Great Depression. And every other time in history when we've seen the money supply kind of reverse and start shrinking uh, pretty dramatically, we've gone into a recession or a depression like the depression of the 1930s. And so it's not gonna be any different this time, but there's a lag. So the, the money supply started to contract, but the full effect of it hasn't kicked in yet. It's just starting to. And so we're, we're starting to see big problems in commercial real estate. Uh, since the last time I was on, we're starting to see defaults with commercial real estate. For example, in San Francisco, we saw a, a big developer walk away from huge hotel buildings, which worth hundreds of millions of dollars, because the mortgage uh, mortgages on those buildings was now much higher than what those buildings were worth. So the developer said, "I'm walking, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm walking away." and I'm leaving those mortgages with the lender. So the lender is stuck with them now, causing stress on the financial system. The, the biggest and most important mall in downtown San Francisco, the developer said, I'm walking away. You know, I, I'm not paying this mortgage anymore. Sticking it back with the uh, bank that had held that mortgage. And we're starting to see this all over the country where developers are walking away, banks are being stuck with these, these mortgages. Now they're not gonna be able to recoup the losses on them because uh, the properties are now worth a lot less than they originally were. And so, as I described last time I was on, we really are in the early stages of the biggest commercial real estate crisis in American history. And also the housing bubble, residential real estate starting to burst. Home prices are starting to fall all over the nation. We're starting to see layoffs, according to Challenger Grand Christmas, for the first five months of this year, layoffs. 376% higher than the first five months of 2022. This week, we saw Ford Motor Company laying off a bunch of engineers. KPMG is laying off workers. All the big tech companies, Facebook, just committed around another round of layoffs. We're starting to see the layoffs. We're starting to see an acceleration there. We're starting to see signs all throughout the uh, uh, economy. In fact, the conference board Conference Board's Index of Leading Economic Indicators has now been down for 14 months in a row. So, but this is the early stages. This is the beginning. You know, the American people are starting to get restless. 54% uh, uh, of Americans disapprove of Joe Biden's handling of the economy versus 34% that approve. So a big, uh, big problem for Joe Biden there in terms of his handling of the economy. But people need to understand this is just the beginning. This is just the early stages where, you know, as the money, money supply continues to shrink, as our problems continue to escalate, kind of they, they propped up the economy for a long time with super low interest rates by flooding the system with money, but that created inflation. Now the, the money supply is contracting. 
we're witnessing a fundamental shift. So we're going where we kind of had our seven years of plenty and you should have been preparing. You should have been doing what Jim Baker said and storing up food when food prices were a lot lower and preparing for the, the seven years of uh, famine and hard times that are coming because they are coming. And, and we should probably talk about the heat dome and the drought in the middle of the country and all that that's killing crops. Because what we're seeing now is a global food crisis. And, uh, and I, 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 last time I was warned, when I've been on before, I warned that this global food crisis, already we're seeing people drop dead from starvation and go hungry on the other side of the world. Now in the Western world, we still have lots of money. In the Western world, I said it's originally gonna manifest itself at with much higher food prices. And that's what's happened. If you've been to the grocery store, you know that we've got much higher food prices now. The food prices have gone nuts. So we don't have famine here yet. It's eventually coming, but right now we're dealing with much higher food prices. They're gonna to continue to escalate. It's gonna to continue to get worse. Now, eventually there will be famine here too, but not yet. That's not here yet. But on the other side of the world, the global famines talked about in Matthew 24, it's already begun. We're building this ministry to be recession proof, which is difficult. But God spoke to me you know, we've gone through this. The enemy meant it for evil, but God says he means it for good. That's right. right. Amen. God wants us to make uh, uh, a course correction in this, this time when it seems like it, it's, it's evil. But, you know, the devil did mean it for evil, but God means it for good. That's right. But we're building and restructuring so that we can stay into the lean years and be here and be ministering yes. and be helping people. And you need to be a part of what God's message is today. Amen. You need to be ready. You need to have your home ready. All the little things you can do. Now, just little things. And we're going to be talking more about that in the days to come. Yes. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this special message. I want you to be prepared for any emergency. And we have online right now the greatest supply of survival food that we've ever had. And you can go to jimbakershow.com and you can buy all the products and you can shop. One of the things that all the experts have told me, money will, will be worthless if the crisis comes. And you're going to need something to barter with. You're going to need to be able to say, I'll trade this for what you have. And it's going to be just like 100 years ago where people bartered with one another. And we now have, we call them Baker's Dozen. And they're 13 packets in each box, different prices, whatever's in the box. But you can get things like Buttermilk pancakes, a whole box of them. That box is $34.99. The pancakes are as good as you get at any pancake house. They are delicious. I know you're going to enjoy them. We have bread, 13 packets of bread. Or we have black bean burgers, which make great hamburgers. Or you can make a meatloaf. We've got mac and cheese. Every kid loves mac and cheese. So you can get a, you know, 13 
pouches, mac and cheese. And these are reasonably priced. And this is something people are gonna love with children. We call it morning moose melt. And you get 13 packets of melt. And uh, that's, I think, $59. And that's 260 servings of melt. It is really good. We have spaghetti marinara, one of my favorites. And you can get a box of that. I think one of the greatest bargaining tools in the world is going to be coffee. And we have our freeze-dried instant coffee, baker's dozen, dozen packets. There's 780 servings in the box. I'll tell you what, if you want to negotiate, I always have my coffee. I'll tell you what, people that are coffee drinkers, they will trade you or they'll probably give you their car to have a packet of coffee. But go to my website right now, jimbakershow.com, and you can go there and order all of these survival foods and our special new Baker's Dozen food boxes. Remember, God loves you. He really does. And now, let's get back to the show. You know, canned goods won't last mm -hmm. for like a, two years or so. That's right. But canned goods will last for a few months. So if you can always keep a little more food in your house. Are you listening to me? We are. Just keep a little more food in your house, yes. Lori. Yes. And just... So as soon as the crisis hits, you will have a big pantry full of food. Yes. Okay. And then you have your 30-year shelf life food right. that will pick up when that's gone. That's right. But all these little things, we'll talk more about that in, in, the, in the days to come. But uh, I, I, I wanted to ask you, you know, We've had, we've been trying to restructure, and hmm. I believe in having our bills paid. Amen. And all of our land is paid for. Amen. Our buildings are all paid for, you know. Yes. And the only bills we have is current bills. Yes. And the electric bill got high. Everything got high. And so we have to figure out how to, you know, save on electricity. How do you do that? Well, we'll be talking about that in the, on the air, so you can learn some things that we're learning. That's right. But we're going to live in the way that we can, because we've tried to be able to pay our current by borrowing from our land, mm -hmm. but the banks won't loan us money. You know why? Because they, especially, they won't loan most churches money. They just don't like loaning churches money. Mm. And it's very hard to get loans today because you can see, I mean, he, he just, he just, Michael, you talked about the big mall, in, I think in San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, the main M mall. Michael, mm -hmm. that was not just a mall. 
That's the biggest mall in San Francisco. It's the most luxurious. The luxury stores are in that mall. Mm -hmm. And as far as I know, it's, it's closed or it's closing. Well the, well, the developer is walking away, so now the bank owns it. You know, but now the mall's worth far less than it originally was. So the bank has this huge loss on, sitting on their balance sheet. Well, what's happening is we're seeing this kind of thing happen all over the country. And there's a tremendous amount of stress on banks and financial institutions. And when banks and financial institutions get under stress, they get real tight with their money. So that's why they don't want to lend to Jim Baker. They don't want to lend to much of anyone right now because they only want to lend to people that they're absolutely sure that they're going to get paid back. So credit conditions are tightening. So businesses can't necessarily get the money they need to expand or even do the things they normally do. And so that's hurting businesses and their plans and what they want to do. A lot of consumers, they can't get money to, to uh, buy automobiles or to buy homes. Credit conditions are tightening there. And so this is going to really steamroll and snowball uh, in the months ahead. So this is a really, really big deal. And this thing with credit conditions getting tighter and tighter, just like we saw in 2008 and 2009, this is a really big deal, Pastor Jim. The church can be its own community. That's right. Now, get me and listen to me. Right now, I have men and women from all over America coming here and buy, going to buy land, buying land from us. Yes. We have amazing wealth of land and buildings. And so the church people and the people watching would buy a lot here where they could build a cabin. Well, that's, that's the church doing business together. That's how the church is going to survive. That's how church people, you need to be with the body of Christ that will help you in the last days. Amen? That's we right. need Amen. each other. We, we need each other. other. Yes. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to write a book when yeah. I'm through with this time I'm going through and tell everyone, teach you how the church has come together to see a miracle take place. Yes. We can do it. Teamwork does make the dream work. Yes, and together we can make it happen. Michael, now, are we getting ready to see a federal-induced banking crisis? Well, we are, uh, Pastor Jim. Uh, the Federal Reserve is not necessarily causing it, but they're greatly accelerating our problems because it's kind of central banking 101. You don't raise interest rates when we're, the economy is going into a downturn. But that's precisely what they've been doing. And so they've been very aggressive with raising interest rates recently, which makes everything uh, more expensive. You go to buy a car and your car payments are a lot more because now you're paying a higher rate of interest on that auto loan. Or you go to, you're shopping for a home loan and you're shopping for a new house. Well, you have to pay, your monthly payments are a lot more than they were uh, but because the interest rates are a lot higher. But uh, the Federal Reserve is, is scared to death of the inflation that's not only been caused here in the United States, but inflation is even worse in Europe and other places around the globe. And, and the, stand, the, the cost of living has become so oppressive because the cost of living has been increasing 
so much faster than our paychecks have, not only here in the United States, but in Europe, all over the world. And so it's, it's you know, you've got about two thirds of the country living paycheck to paycheck. People, you know, a lot of people that were doing relatively well are now just barely scraping by. A lot of people that were scraping by are now have fallen out of the middle class. You know, a lot of people have, you know, actually, uh, you know, starting to lose their homes. Homelessness is surging. Uh, there was just a big report from the Wall Street Journal found homelessness surging uh, all over the United States. We've got these tent cities which go, are going up. We've got, you know, in, in cities, in San Francisco, once again, where we've got RVs, just these RVs parked for miles along the side of the road, people living in their RVs, uh, you know, because uh, people can't afford the, the, the buy homes anymore. People people are, are just doing whatever they can do uh, to survive. And, and I hate to tell people this, but even though the Federal Reserve has raised interest rates, no matter how high they raise interest rates, food prices are going to continue to go higher. Uh, because no matter how high prices go, no matter how high interest rates go, people still have to buy food to feed their families. And what we've got now is a situation because of uh, global weather patterns have gone crazy. We've got drought, we've got flooding in other areas. We've got all sorts of crazy things going on. Where right now we're not producing enough food for the world to put enough of food for everyone in the world. So someone doesn't get to eat. And right now the people that don't get to eat are in the poor countries of the world. For example, right now people are starving in Africa, but most Americans don't know about it because the news isn't talking about it. But people are literally starving to death in Eastern Africa right now. Now here in the United States, we still have food, but people need to understand we've got big crop problems on the way because we've got this horrible drought in the middle of the country which is intensifying because we get this massive heat dome over the state of Texas. We've seen uh, temperatures go up to 119 degrees in Texas. The heat index has gone over 120 degrees in, in, in some areas, uh, you know, because we get, have this heat dome trapped kind of over Louisiana and Texas, other areas, and it's going to be moving north and, uh, and to the southeast and so forth. And so what this is doing is making the drought even worse where a couple of weeks ago when I wrote about it, 34% of all U.S. corn was being grown in areas that had drought. Now it's considered a crisis net then, but now today it's up to, that number is up to 64% of all U.S. corn and it's 57% of all U.S. soy is being grown in areas that have drought. And uh, right now corn is already the, in the worst state, the worst condition it's been since 1992 more than 30 years, and it's getting worse because of the, the droughts intensifying, the heat's intensifying, they're not getting any rain. And so they're, they're warning if they don't get some rain, we're gonna have big problems with our corn and our soy. Of course, we already in Kansas had a disastrous winter wheat harvest. So that was a big problem. In Florida, their uh, orange harvest is down 60%. It's worse than they thought, 60% uh, from last year because of uh, citrus greening disease, because of the hurricanes in uh, Georgia, because of the uh, really weird uh, weather conditions. The peach harvest is actually gonna be down 95%. So don't count on eating any Georgia peaches this year uh, because of the drought in Texas and in the Southwest. The size of the US cattle herd is the smallest it's been since 1962. Of course, our population has nearly doubled since that time. So our food supply, food production is being hit. It's kind of like a perfect storm. It's being hit by countless directions right now. 
So in terms of, you know, we, a food, one of the reasons food prices are so high is because last year food production wasn't great, but now we're facing a, a 2023 where it's going to be even worse. And that means food prices are going to go higher, no matter what happens with interest rates, even if the Federal Reserve starts reducing interest rates, food prices are going higher, your family food budget is going to get stretched even more, our standard of living is going to continue to go down, so things are going to get tighter, economic conditions are going to be get harsher, so people need to be prepared for this, Pastor Jim. Mm. Do you believe, you know, this is a <clears throat> strange question, but global warming, I don't believe this is global warming. I believe it's the end time. And I believe global warming was made up by the devil. I believe that. That to try to excuse the Bible away, to be able to say, well, that's not God. It's just global warming. I'm going to tell you, God's judgment is coming to the world. And the Dust Bowl conditions returning to the middle of the country, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Pastor Jim. In fact, uh, last month there was a giant dust storm in Illinois. I mean, we're not talking Texas or Oklahoma or Colorado. In Illinois, there was a dust storm that was so immense, it caused an 84 uh, vehicle pileup on uh, one of the big highways there in Illinois, that far north. So yeah, dust bowl conditions have already actually have already returned. And I've been talking about this for years. It's been prophesied by the prophetic voices for years. But Pastor Jim, you're right. It's not human-induced climate change because of carbon emissions. That's, that's a bunch of nonsense, Pastor Jim. What you, but Pastor Jim, you're exactly right. This is the end times. And our weather changes are primarily driven by the giant ball of fire that our planet is revolving around called the sun. And, and there's nothing we can do about it. But our leaders, our politicians are obsessed with carbon emissions, which we actually need carbon dioxide because the less carbon dioxide we have, the less plants are going to grow. And we need plants to grow in order to have food to eat. So if we reduce the amount of carbon dioxide, we're going to have less food and make the global food crisis even worse. It's insanity. But this is what they want to do. And I wrote about yesterday on my website that, Pastor Jim, you know what they want to do now? The EU is talking about blocking out the sun yeah what? they want to block out the sun sun's rays so less sunlight reaches the earth to, and they think this will help with global warming but it's going to cause less sun to get to our plants so we have less food and so we have less food to eat but not only that pastor jim the eu says we need less farms and so the netherlands for example has been buying up three thousand they're going to force 3,000 farmers to sell their farmers to them oh. so they can shut the farms down. So at a time when we're already facing the worst global food crisis in modern history, according to CNN, they want to shut down thousands of farms so we have less food to eat. Now, this is deception of Satan. Don't you believe that, what they're doing? And they want to, uh, you know, our government, our leaders, they're really anti-cattle. They want to do away with cows. They really do. Now, I don't know what Ricky and uh, Mondo would do without their meat. Honestly, you too. Love, <laughs> sure, I love beef. They love their meat. What are you guys going to do? I love do? beef. Yeah, That's both right. of these guys. Do. I eat a lot of steak. I do. But yeah, God... there you go. Mondo's got his food bucket. <laughs> God provided 
the animals for us. Yeah. Amen. And meat and milk and all the things that come from animals. So what 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 do you think? Do you think our leaders are just deceived? Yeah, uh, Pastor Jim, they've been given over to a depraved mind. And a, a similar plan I just talked about is coming to Canada, where they they have to reduce carbon emissions from fertilizer by 30% by 2030. So they're going to start imposing draconian restrictions on farmers in terms of what they can grow and what they can do in Canada. Here in the United States, the USDA has made fighting climate change their number one mission. They're supposed to be helping the farmers, but instead, climate change, reducing carbon emissions is now the number one mission of USDA. It says it on their website. So, Pastor Jim, they've gone insane, and literally everything they do is self-destructive. And everything the Biden administration does is self-destructive. And, and, you know, literally, and so we look at what they're doing in Washington, D.C., and many of us can hardly believe the insanity coming from our leaders, but they really have been given over to a depraved mind. What are we to make of the dramatic temperature rise in the Atlantic Ocean? Have you read about that? Yeah, Pastor Jim, this has become uh, huge news, too. And, of course, they're blaming it on climate change. But if climate change had been, was responsible for this, the ocean temperatures would have been steadily rising all this time. Instead, what we've seen is a really dramatic explosion in temperatures in the Atlantic Ocean, which we saw earlier in the Pacific Ocean, you know, uh, on the other side of the globe. But it's been all of a sudden, especially in the North Atlantic. And really, I believe what it's being caused on is because scientists have gone out and they found all these fissures, just a huge network of fissures in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, and that these vents are releasing heat uh, from the middle of the Earth into the ah. Atlantic Ocean. And that's what's happening. And we're starting to see underwater volcanoes erupt in the Pacific and the Atlantic Ocean, too. And so it's causing all this heat, all this you know, and the temperatures to rise, which is causing major problems for sea life, ocean life, and so forth. And eventually, John Paul Jackson, years ago, while he was still alive, he saw that eventually millions of fish will die because of ocean temperatures rising. So this is prophesied in advance. It's happening now. It's happening because of the seismic activity, the earth changes, the fissures, and the volcanoes in our oceans, under our oceans, and it's gonna get even worse. And this is another way the global food supply and food production is being hit because million, millions and millions of people rely on fish as a primary source of food. And so as millions and millions of fish and other forms of sea life die, that's gonna put more stress on the global food production, Pastor Jim. Michael, I have a question. Uh, I was I mean, wondering this if- watch, that... This is wild. You know, I'm, I'm watching the news as you're talking. One of the biggest things that they're rolling out is a company called Good Meat, a division of Eat Just Incorporated, announced that it has received approval from the USDA for its first poultry product, cultivated chicken grown directly from animal cells to be sold in the United States. So if you're not well, real animal, synthetic no, meat, synthetic meat, just like a brewery, is a big canister. And they're making chicken from that. If you're asking, where's the meat going to come from? They're bioengineering this meat that is going to change the way we're eating food today. I'm shocked because 
Can you imagine the disease and pestilence that can come out of that? So my mm -hmm. question for you, Michael, is you have been closely watching the number of pestilences that have been popping up around the world. Mm -hmm. Should we be concerned about so many diseases that are suddenly in the news? Oh, we should be, Mondo. And I just want to make a comment about what you just said, because that's really gross where they're growing chicken basically in a laboratory. But the World Economic Forum has been pushing that we all need to eat bugs, and they're calling beef a luxury meat. I know you guys love beef, but they're saying that's a luxury meat. That's going to be way too expensive. As I said, the size of the U.S. cattle herds down to the lowest level since 1962. And now they're pushing bugs. In fact, in Europe, you can already go in the stores and buy of so-called meat that's been that's come from beetles that's been produced from bugs totally gross but that's the future according to the world economic forum but yeah this kind of thing can produce pestilences but mondo in secret labs all over the planet our scientists are monkeying around with some of the deadliest bugs and diseases that uh humanity has ever known and as we've seen it's way too easy for an accident to happen and for it to get released to the public and then there's horrible consequences. And you know, we've all seen what's happened the last few years, but you know, one of the things our scientists were monkeying around with mosquitoes, you know, uh, our scientists, you know, as I've discussed in a previous program, years ago, they were monkeying around with H5N1 and they were, they were trying to figure out a way to help it spread easily among mammals, among ferrets. And now we, we've discovered that uh, H5N1 uh, this month, it's it's uh, uh, spreading among mammals. In fact, in Poland right now, uh, cats, household cats in large numbers are dropping dead. I just wrote about it this week. Dropping dead from H5N1 bird flu in Poland uh, like crazy. And we need to watch this very closely because if H5N1 is now spreading in cats and has been spreading in ferrets and bears and other mammals, it's just a step or two away from spreading in humans. Now, H5N1, since 2003, when it does get into humans, the death rate has been over 50%, while the, the death rate for COVID in humans is way under 1%, just a fraction of 1%, and uh, the world was paralyzed by that. So imagine if a form of H5N1 comes along, starts spreading rapidly in humans, and the death rate is 40 50%. What is that going to do to our world? What are we to see with lockdowns and restrictions? And it would paralyze the entire globe. So we need to watch this one closely. But we need to remember, Jesus said in the last day, there would be pestilences, not just one. So people think, oh, we went through COVID. That's the end of it. Now life is going to get back to normal. No, I'm sorry. We're in the end times. There's going to be multiple pestilences, more than one. And what is coming is going to be far worse than what we already have been through with COVID. Mondo, we have preached this for so many years. And uh, the four horsemen of the apocalypse and the last horse is this pestilence. I'm just looking. I can't believe you just talked about it. I went to it before you even went there. But when it talks about one fourth of the earth to kill with sword and famine and disease, now, if we put it into perspective, if we have 8 billion people on Earth, one-fourth is 2 billion people. That's a lot of people. That's why we yeah. can't wrap our mind around revelation without having interpretation of yeah. Scripture. Because when you look at it in the natural, if you well, put we're this— Well, we're shot by COVID. 
But according to the Bible, as they say, we ain't seen nothing. This, what's yeah. coming, is horrible. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's all driven by the hunger to globalize economic or, or the system of the world when it comes to economics. This is my second question, Michael, if I can ask this, because this week I saw an article from your website, the economiccollapseblog.com, and can I read it to you and comment on it so you can help us understand? But this is what you write. This is the headline on your website. They want to implement a global system of digital identification, quote, for all, end of quote, that would be connected to our bank accounts. What does that mean? Yeah, Mondo, hardly anyone's talking about this, but if you know Bible prophecy, you, you can see the implications. This is huge news. This was from a United Nations policy brief. So you can go and you can click on the link in the article and you can go right to the policy brief and read this United Nations paper for yourself. And in that paper, they say that what we need is a global system of digital identification because they say, hey, we've got all this crime on the internet, we've got all these scammers, you know, we need to make internet commerce more secure. And I agree with that. But what their solution is, is they want to have a digital form of identification, which would be global, which would be for everyone in the world. So everyone could get their global identification and it would be digital and it would be linked to your bank accounts or your mobile payment systems. So your ability to buy and sell would be directly linked to that, to your identity, so they would know who you are, you are who you say you are. And so ultimately, and they're saying originally such a system would be voluntary, but as we've seen with COVID and some of these other things, systems that come in as voluntary have a way of quickly becoming mandatory once a certain percentage of the population adopts them. But they're saying, and you know, that this way, that when you use your, for your central bank digital currencies, which are all being developed right now in the United States, in the UK, in the EU, and other areas around the world, these digital currencies, which when they have these central bank digital currencies based on blockchain technology, which will be able to track every single transaction, every single transaction will be recorded that when you spent the money, where it went, who got the money, what it was used for, using this blockchain technology. So it's different from the digital transactions we do today, but all that will be recorded. And then it'll be linked, This your, your digital identity will be linked to that, to your bank account, to your payment systems. And so imagine once this becomes mandatory, and in fact, in September, the EU has already mandated in September Every member state in the European Union will be mandated to uh, uh, issue digital identity wallets to businesses and consumers that want them. So the voluntary part of this program in Europe is already going to begin in September. Okay. Now, imagine a world where we've gone from voluntary to mandatory. Once they say, okay, now everybody has to get this digital identification, which will become potentially more important then your driver's license, more important than your social security number. Okay, you won't be able to buy or sell anything online without your digital identification. And so then uh, when we get to that point, if you've been a really bad boy or girl, if you've been spreading misinformation, if you've been doing things that the authorities don't like, 
Just like they put you in Facebook jail today, they could put you in digital jail for a certain period of time where you can't buy or sell or participate or do anything with your digital identity for a certain period of time because you've done things that the authorities don't like. You've been suspended. If you've been bad enough, then eventually if you've broken the rules enough times, well, then they could say, well, we're gonna suspend you permanently where we're revoking your digital identity. You can't buy, you can't sell, you can't get a bank account, you can't get a job without your digital identity and, and you've broken the laws, you, we're, we're revoking your privileges. And so now you're an outsider, you're an outcast, you're on the fringes of society where all of a sudden you can't participate in the system with everybody else because you've been a bad person, because you've been, done things uh, that the authorities don't like. So the, system, the potential for tyranny under such a system is off the charts. So we need to alert people to this because the time to object is now. People need to be informed about this, but of course you're not hearing about this globalist agenda for a digital, a global digital identification system. You're not hearing about it on CNN. You're not hearing about it on MSNBC or any of these others, but you're hearing about it on the Jim Baker show because the Jim Baker show has Michael Snyder on. And I'm one of the few voices that is sounding the alarm about this but most people are not talking about this, Pastor Jim, even though the implications for Bible prophecy are obvious. But does that mean people who confess Christ will be banned, right? Well, that's the potential under such a system. We're not there yet, and it's not going to happen tomorrow, but we see the groundwork being laid for the mark of the beast. We're seeing the groundwork laid for uh, persecution of Christians down the road, you know. How soon do you think the new money could be in, in place? Well, well what, what would it be money? The UK and the EU are, are all starting to develop and are getting ready to start testing the central bank digital currencies, those what they're called, the CBDCs. So is it going to be a matter of months? Is it going to be longer than that? Uh, we don't know. My hope is it's delayed for as long as possible, but potentially... What they're creating now is the solution to the economic crisis we're moving into. Once uh, you know the, the financial system starts cr crashing and the big economic problems come, then they could say, hey, we've got a solution. We've got new money. It's going to be more secure. It's going to be you know, more reliable. So we're going to transition to this system as the solution to the economic problems we're having. So they're potentially already setting up the, you know, the problem problem reaction solution paradigm they like to use. They're already, I believe, developing these solutions that they hope to implement uh, as these crises start to roll out. Is, are they using the global warming fear to bring this all about as, as part of it? Well, they use the fear with the global warming. They use fear with the pandemic. They, they use fear with so many things to implement their agenda, what they want to do. Um, and so you'll notice, you know, there's a lot of debate in Congress and Washington about a lot of things. But when it comes to the globalist agenda, there's no debate. There's no public debate. They're not even political issues. We're not even debating them. Our presidential candidates are not even debating these globalist agendas, the, the central bank digital currencies, the, you know, all the things they want to do with the identification system. They're not even political issues in this country because so many of our politicians willingly go along with them. That's right, Michael. You, and you keep alluding to Matthew 24. So let me just hit this real quick. Matthew 24. Open your Bibles, guys. Go to your, however you read your Bible. I know a lot of you read it on your phone. Open it up. 
Okay, so Jesus answered to the disciples, take heed that no one deceives you. He goes on to say, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must happen, but the end is not yet. For a nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, epidemics, mm -hmm. pestilence, earthquakes in various places. All of these are the beginning of sorrows. Mm. And we're there. We are absolutely there. And Michael there. just laid it out for you right. very plainly. That was very easy to understand, Michael. Thank you for the, the helping key us to understand peace it. is knowing Jesus is your Savior. That's right. That is the key of peace, having Him in your heart. That's right. Because He's prepared a place for you. This earth, you're not going to stay here anyway. Because it is appointed man wants to die, and after that, the judgment, the Bible says. And so everybody dies. Most people don't understand that until you get old and then you say oh maybe I might die but we all die where do you go we go to heaven if we know Jesus yes make sure he's in your heart amen amen, amen. and we're, we're going through one thing I learned by studying the revelation I believe with all my heart we're going through some very very serious times before Jesus comes back because he says, he, these things are going to happen. He says, and then he's coming back. So I want you to be ready. And uh, I, you can go to our website at jimbakershow.com yes. and go to Augustine Farms uh, products. That's right. And they you can get. That. Shop the affiliates ship, button at the top. Yeah, and ship. they'll ship right out from their factories there. And anybody who has back orders, we're working on getting those all shipped to you within the next month. But all these ship immediately. So all, all new orders from our website ship immediately. That's right. And so you can get this uh, 60 meal food supply, 600 calorie meals. And these buckets need no refrigeration. You can put them in your basement. Under your bed, where it's cool That's right. is best. Keep them, I mean, as cool as possible. You don't have to refrigerate them, no. mm -hmm. but you keep them. Don't put them up in the attic. Absolutely. That's all I'm saying. These are long-term long emergency preparedness meals used for everyday eating. Just add water to hydrate them. A shelf life of up to 30 years. Order one today. You can do it right now. It will be processed immediately and delivered to your home. For first-time buyers or first-time people that are being introduced, you will receive a 15%. Just mm. put your email there. I'm telling you, this partners, meaning the affiliate program partners, are partnering with the Jim Baker Show Ministries, and you are able to get this food right away. The Prepared Pantry 60-Meal Food Supply Plus, I want to tell you something. The good news is that Augustine Farms have opened up a plethora. That means their whole entire catalog of their supplies and making it available for you today. So if you want more than just one bucket, you can go down and order simple, you know, pancake individual buckets. cans of <laughs> butter and can peanut butter. I mean, kinds. can you imagine having a big can of butter oh. in the crisis time? And bread, so you can have That's butter right. bread. and bread. Comfort food. 
And all these things, right. they're there. Look at that. And banana, spaghetti. <laughs> I, I mean, oh, just everything. Broccoli. And, and I'm telling you, this is made just for you. The key is this. What is your budget? Milk. What There's can you work milk. with? Put your budget together. If you know you have people that are coming into your home, like children or the elderly, you want to be able to have some of the key items that you're used to working every day in your home. Supplies that you, like onions and tomatoes, all those are dehydrated and we have them available on the website right now. All you have to do is just add water to hydrate them back to life and it's ready to be cooked and put in meals. The key is this, write down the website, jimbakershow.com. When you go to the website, go immediately to the Augustin Farm affiliate page and that is going to take you to the amazing meals that are available to you today. Yes. You can package your order according to what is working for you. The key is to start with one. If you start God. with one, open it up and begin to use them at home. Get familiar with the food. And I'm telling That's you, smart. you're not going to regret it. When the world is hungry, you're going to be full. You're going to be eating. You're, when their world's starving... You have food there, and we have uh, the, the the baker's dozen, we call them, don't we? Yeah, the Bucket, baker's dozen boxes. Bo boxes, that's right. And we have coffee, my wonderful coffee. Think of this. You're keeping the TV ministry on the air, but you're preparing for what's coming, and you're going to be ready, and you're going to be thankful for it, and we're going to thank you for helping us stay on the air also. Amen. This is a dual thing. We have to go. I want to thank Michael Snyder for yes, being with us you, today. Michael. Remember, Amazing. God loves you. He really does. Bye-bye for today. Bye-bye. We love you. Thank you for watching today's program. Will you pray about standing with us by calling 1-888-988-1588? That number again is 1-888-988-1588. Or you can connect with us on our website at www.jimbakershow.com. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Stand with us as we continue to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world.